What's up, everybody? Guy DeMarco with another GD podcast. I'm here today to talk to you about the Altus Shooting Solutions Long Range Challenge match that I attended this past weekend. This match was held on the 15th of January. It is now the 17th of January, so I'm putting out a podcast much sooner than normal, which I think all of us can appreciate timeliness and not talking about things six months after they happened. But nonetheless, I'm here today to talk about this match. First off, I want to say thank you to Altus for putting on such a great match um, and Pounders for lunch. It was amazing, as always. So if you guys are not familiar, Altus Shooting Solutions is located in Baker, Florida. It's right next to the Alabama state line in the north panhandle of Florida. Uh, Awesome range, awesome facility, and awesome crew. Now, they will be having five matches total for the year four regular matches and then the finale so to qualify for the finale you must shoot two regular season matches and then the finale and your scores will be uh 30 percent of your highest score 30 percent of your second highest score for 60 percent and then the other 40 percent will come from your finale performance now um just an awesome set of uh, set of target packages for this match, and as well as the difficulty of the match overall, I would say is very very good. Um, Al Olivier did a great job putting on this match, putting it together, coming up with different things that we have not seen. Now, as you have probably heard via Sniper's Hide, via um, the PRS website, and you just looking at the Altus website itself. Altus is no longer affiliated with the Precision Rifle Series. They decided they wanted to do their own thing. There's no bad blood, anything like that. They're just doing their own thing, which is totally fine. And honestly, their own thing is pretty damn cool. So we're going to kind of go into a stage slash match breakdown on just how everything went about. So Standard stuff, zero, zero range, opened up at 07, went down there, checked my speed, 29.15 on the 6GT, uh, running 105s uh, and N140 powder. Everything seemed to be going pretty well. Only had 38 rounds on the barrel when I showed up that morning and then figured it was going to speed up, so I just kind of played with it the rest of the day. Um, so broke into our squads, 10 stages for the match. We had seven squads of five, so real small, was able to burn through stuff and move pretty quickly. We did get stuck behind the international slow squad and then ended up shooting two stages by the time they shot one stage, which was just funny. Uh, Seeing how it was five people, I thought they'd shoot faster, but cranky old ladies, I guess. I don't know. Um, Not to insult old ladies. Rest in peace, Betty White. Um... Yeah, but all in all, it was a great stage. We shot off the rocks. We shot off the out of the bus, six windows, including the driver's seat, out of the bus. We shot the pipes. We shot a true KYL off a picnic table. We shot off the roof out to the C9 target. We shot a very interesting stage, which I'm actually going to go into detail on. We shot the car lane. We shot the 10-inch circle 
at 400 yards, which is typically the PRS barricade, but we shot it off of a traffic barricade with two portholes, which is always an interesting thing to see when people try to fit a full-size game changer or pint size or schmedium in there, and it does not fit. What I have found is the flat bag from Armageddon Gear works really well on that port, um, and just get it all the way up until the front of your scope, and it tends to do pretty well. Um, shot a prone stage uh, and walk it out and walk it in with some mandatory hit targets, and then uh, we shot off the what is known as the animal tower, and uh, kind of had a little bit of a defilade target, and uh, choosing your which portholes you want to shoot through so you can see the targets X Y Z. It was really really interesting to see the change up in shot process that we encountered there at Altus. Now, um, some cool stuff. If you shot the entire match and you shot it clean and you shot the large target with one point, your total possible score was 101 points. Now, if you shot the entire match clean and you chose to shoot the smaller target, which was worth two points on this one particular stage it was a total of 109 points so very interesting stage breakdown on that particular stage i could just kind of ran through those stages we had a true kyl so it was a plate rack let me grab the actual course of fire here and figure out what that was uh stage four kyl picnic 459 yards it was square uh, KYL rack that you engage from the right to the left, two shots each. If you miss at all, you are done and receive receive zero points. So it was our first stage of the day. So we had fresh paint, no problem seeing the target, very light wind, maybe a one to two mile an hour. And uh, Trevor went and shot first because he was the reigning champion. So we made him shoot first and he did a really good job. He stopped at a six and called it and very, very, uh, very, very wise to stop at six. Um, I would think I went last on that stage and I did the same thing. I engaged that first one, saw my hit, made my win correction off of the largest plate and then continued to run and got six impacts and then just stopped. Um, I wasn't going to chance it. I didn't want to play around and be like, well, I really want to go for it because six points is better than zero points. It paid off for me in the end. Um, so that was our first stage. And we had three people in our squad, two two people in our squad, zero that stage. Um, our highest score was a seven. Gentleman was shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor, Defiance Action, and a McMillan's um, stock. So he did really, really good on that one. Um, got a seven out of seven out of 10. There were people that cleaned the entire thing, cleaned the entire rack. Um, and then people, a lot of people got nines, but a lot of people zeroed out on that one, um, which was really interesting. And then the next one was called, uh, that's rooftop. This was big tire, big, small. This is the tiebreaker, and we will record the time. So basically what this was, I call it pick your points or pick your poison. Um, it was a distance of 340 yards. So you had a 16-inch diamond and a 6-inch square. And there was a bunch of different positions. If you've shot the tire to the right of the Connexes at Altus, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but there was one, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, eight uh, possible positions on this tire uh, to shoot from. And you had to um, engage each target. You had to, excuse me, you had to engage the target of your choice with one shot from these eight positions. Now, the thing is, there's two targets. When you start, you notify the RO which target you will be engaging and you engage that target. If you wish to switch to the smaller target, you can do so, but you can only switch targets once. So if I start on the small target, I can only go to the bigger target and then I have to stay there even if I start hitting. Or I can start on the big target, get my wind call, and then switch to the smaller target. It just depends. Um, so it's really pick your own poison. The large diamond was worth one point the small circle was worth two points. And you're firing eight shots, which doesn't sound like a hard thing to do in a minute 45, but it's one shot. It's a two MOA target, 340 yard, six inch circle. It's just over two MOA, but it was kind of beat to hell by the time that we got there. So it was a little hard to see in the shadow and dirt. Um, I chose to, to, roll the dice and shoot the small target the whole time. And I had two bad pulls and uh, only got three three impacts, which gave me six points. Um, I should have just gone for and gotten eight points and gone for the larger target and um, been able to possibly run through that whole thing and get off more shots. Um, but then again, it's a time thing. So it really forced you to think about your shot process if you're a fast shooter if you take too long to get in positions what's your skill level what's your gun doing can you hit a two moa target that close and that small your transitions you know if you have a malfunction it forces you to do a little bit of thinking really evaluate yourself i decided to shoot that small target and only got three out of my five hits um, i actually write down all the things that i do um, when I shoot and I did, I went three for five, I had a bad pull, um, and then I wasn't st stable. And then I tried to use two bags. Um, I tried to use a medium and a full size game changer. Um, tried to prop the full size game changer in one of the cracks to make sure that I got the out, the elevation that I needed out of the crack to actually adjust my rifle. It just didn't work out for me. I should have just ran one bag and be done with it. Um, I decided to try for two bags and paid the price of being slow and not being as stable on one of the, one of the positions and threw it a little bit to the right. Um, all my misses were primarily off uh the right side we had a little bit of a uh, right to left wind or excuse me left to right wind and um most of my misses on the day were not calling great wind and then something happened towards the end of the day i'm not sure and we'll talk about that later um but that was a really really interesting stage i really liked it um it is a very big spread of points as far as 101 for a clean match or 109 for a clean match so it it does uh does lend people to be a little bit riskier but at the same time um everybody has that same amount of risk that they take we did have two people go 16 points on that stage and clean the entire thing 
Um, so yeah, it was really, really interesting to see. And I'm actually looking at bringing up some uh, information on that. I've got the practice score in front of me, seven combined. That wasn't the right stage. Rooftop, big, small, combined. Okay, so we had two people clean it. We had Brandon Haywood and Matt Ansley both cleaned that stage. And then we had a bunch of 14s, 12s, 10s. Um, looks like the average was probably seven. Seemed to be the average on that, uh, on that particular stage, which was really, really interesting. But Matt Ansley ended up... Um, getting 16 as well as Brandon Haywood. Now, as far as what most people did, the for that KYL, like I talked about, being that um, if you miss, you lose all your points. So we had two cleans, a nine, um, an eight, an eight, an eight, three sevens, four sixes, a couple fives, and then let's see... So half the people, so we had 35 shooters total, 16 people actually had a score inputted. That means the rest of the field zeroed that stage, whether they took one shot and missed or got all the way to their 10th shot and missed. Um, so people apparently are gamblers, which, hey, more power to you. Super interesting to see what the, the readout on those were. So... If you know you're not the greatest shooter in the world, maybe uh, maybe get a solid score and then just stop, and then you'd be uh, you'd better be better set and you'd have more points and maybe you'd uh, maybe you'd have a better place of finishing or better chance of finishing higher in the pack. Um, those were the cool the kind of the cool stages. They were all cool stages, but they were they're a little different um, from your standard match as well as stage ten. What I want to talk about it's a eight round stage. Um, uh, barricade tower there's nine portholes for you to shoot through there two by six cross beams there's 12 available positions and you'll engage each target with two rounds from near to far um, but you have to change positions each uh, target so there was a four inch ipsic at 266 a head target at 370 or 347 a 45 ipsic at 424 and then a 66 IPSC at 713. Um, so what I the way I chose to shoot this was prone on the first target, prone on the second target, and then I went up as high as I could because you could not see the third target from the prone. Um, and it was a little more difficult to see it from the second and the third rung. So I went to the very top rung. I went to the fourth rung with a game changer folded my bipod, put it in there, and then went on to that target and engaged both uh, both rounds at that target and got my hits and then transitioned, folded my bipod back out and went down back to the prone in the third and final port and engaged the Ipsic at uh, 7.13 or, yeah, 7.13 and went from there. Um, so I went six out of eight on that one. I missed the two on the long stage um and we'll talk about some of the process behind that in a minute um points like i said um there was a 
choose your choose, choose your target. You get one point for the big target, two points for the small target. Uh, 93 total points, um, except for stage six. Stage six had an eight point or a 16 point option, um, which I haven't seen before. I haven't seen it in a match. I thought it was super, super cool, and I really, really enjoyed it. I, I'm glad that Altus is doing something a little bit different. And it's not necessarily the chem games of old, but it is making shooters think more um, practical and what their capabilities are, which um, is something that we all kind of need to strive for. It's not take three steps and a bag on a cinder block. It's not three steps and bag on a pipe. It's not three steps bag on a rock. It's um, 10 or 15 feet drop in this very specific area and then engage your targets and then move to be able to actually see your targets. So something that was very, very interesting and very cool that I haven't seen before and I've really enjoyed. Now, um, shooter-wise, we had 35 competitors at this match. I say we as in the general we. We had 35 shooters at this match. We had a handful of military uh, members with this new format that Altus is running for their particular club matches. It's either open, it's lady, or it's military. There's no production, there's no seniors, there's no young guns. It's everybody is just running what they brought. You can bring a 30 pound gun, you can bring a 7 pound gun, you can bring a 223, you can bring a 65 Grendel gasser like Ryan Harris did. You just bring a gun you want to shoot and then you compete and you have fun doing what you do. Run the gear that you want to run and train with the gear you want to train with. And I think that's super, super cool. It takes out a lot of the running for the latest and greatest. It's can I have my firearm and can I function with my firearm and can I finish a match? Can I shoot and hit targets? I think that's super, super cool. I really enjoy it. Um, I am shooting an open, what is considered an open class gun. I'm shooting a six GT, um, in a custom built gun from Altus on a Falcor defense seven action with the Bart line barrel, uh, one to seven and a half. Um, I am active duty military, so I shot in the mill division. Um, so we're going to read out the top five, um, in fifth place, we have Brandon Haywood with 83 points. And something to note is uh, I messaged Brandon yesterday and confirmed this before uh, I talked about it, but he had extractor issues on his uh, on his firearm. He did not shoot the very last stage, which was a possible eight points. Okay, so he was unable to complete the last mat or last stage and still finished in fifth place with an 83. Now, even if he cleaned that, it wouldn't affect top three. It would only move him up into fourth. So even with not completing a stage, he still finished fifth with an 83, which is awesome. So good job, Haywood. Uh, in fourth place, we have Eddie Turan or Trahan. Yeah, Trahan. I'm a big dumb idiot. Uh, Eddie Trahan, uh, 84 points. Okay. In third place, Buddy freaking Miller. Uh, Team NFG founder right there with 93 points. All right. Uh, third place, 93, play, uh, 93 points on the podium. Also with 93 points, we have Trevor Cook, 
Trevor Cook is the champion of the Altus uh, Long Range Classic match series from last year. He was not only the finale winner, but also the season winner. So Trevor Cook, good job, 93 points. And then Mr. Matt Ansley. Uh, Matt Ansley finished with 98 possible points. And that is with shooting the 16-point stage clean with... uh, So he shot a possible 109 points for the match and finished with 98. So he was 11 shots down on... Or 11 points down on the entire day, which... um, Given the difficulty of the match and the the mind stress that was involved in this in this game, hell of a shot, uh, Matt Ansley. Congratulations! Um, I've been shooting with Matt for about six months now. We go back to uh, some of the MPA matches out in Blakely, um, as well as uh, the MPA match out at um, Cool Acres. And then, obviously, the Altus matches. He's a Roll Tide Alabama fan. He's shooting for Witting Gunworks. And, yeah, just a really good dude. Really salt of the earth. Really good guy. I really like shooting with him. I believe he's still shooting a six Creedmoor, if I'm not mistaken, this year. Unless he re-barreled. But, you know, shooting shooting just lights out. Congratulations to Matt. Um Awesome, awesome job. So that was your top five. Rounding out the top ten and six was John Green. Uh, and then we got Ryan, Harold, uh, Jeffrey, Perquette, Tony, Ackerman, and then Chip uh, Harnage, also a Wooden Gunworks team shooter for the top ten. All right, so that was our top ten guys. Uh, congratulations to them. And like I said, they have the open ladies and military division and their military law enforcement. And they had no um, lady shoot this match. Unfortunately, our lady shooter that normally uh, comes with us um, had an illness in the family. Somebody got COVID. She was exposed or no, somebody got COVID in the family and they could, that was the babysitter for the day. So they couldn't make it. So unfortunately she was unable to attend. Um, she would have been the only female shooter and would have taken top lady, but she probably would have taken somewhere in the top 10 anyways. Cause April is just a bullseye shooter. Anyways, she'll, she'll beat the brakes off most dudes. Um, so we'll get her out there next time and she'll be able to, to do it to it. Now, as far as myself, um, I did not finish where I wanted to finish. Um, I wanted to finish uh, top 25% of the shooters, and I finished right in the middle. I finished 15th out of 35, so just above halfway. Um, I missed some I missed some easy shots that I shouldn't have, and then um, I was having some feeding issues. So I'm running the MDT... 12 round magazine i put a 12 i put a plus two spacer on there and it loosened up my spring tension um so i'm going to address that but also if i put the rounds all the way to the back of the magazine they were just nose diving as soon as they would get picked up so what i needed to do is um probably take that plus two off of there and then get a 
mag spacer as well. I got home and I've got some BR, uh, 6BR mags, and they 6GT does not fit in there. The overall length of the round is too long. So I'm going to order up some spacer kits, get some spacer kits, and then drop those into some of my Magpul AICS type magazines and see if I can get them to run in there. I not only had nose diving issues, I also had some pickup issues. If the rounds were too far to the rear, they weren't getting picked up in that Magpul magazine. So I was basically jamming a pen body into the magazine or using my knife to just scoot all the rounds forward a little bit. Um, and I could feel it on that Falcor action if I was actually picking one up or if I wasn't. So um, if I wasn't picking it up, I'd reopen the action, throw my hand in there and kind of scoot it forward just a little bit with my fingers. And it was enough to get a round picked up. So that was a little bit of frustration. Um, I think that is what led me to timing out a couple of times. Um, also, like I said, I only showed up to this match with 38 rounds on the barrel. Um, I got it counted up now, um, on how many rounds that I fired over the two day or over the one day match between my zero or my chrono for speed in the morning, as well as I chronoed five rounds after the first five stages. And then I chronoed five rounds at the end of the day. And I sped up, not dramatically, but I sped up um, not enough to really count in the Kestrel because um, I've looked at all of the data and I'm going to kind of figure that out and maybe do a nice spreadsheet on what it did and what I was seeing at those different uh, different distances. Try and keep, I've got the weather lock on my Kestrel so I'll be able to go in with the same environmentals and check it out. But um, I noticed that I was going high on a bunch of the targets um, for example, on stage 10, the, um, the barricade tower at that, uh, far Ipsic at 713, I was high and I was left. So obviously not holding enough wind, but I was high. Um, they said probably one head width of an Ipsic above the target and to the right. So obviously not enough wind, but not uh, not enough elevation and I didn't see where that first round went. So I thought it was wind. So I held a little more and, um, sent my second one and just didn't, didn't pick it up. Didn't pick up the trace. Um, so I missed those two shots. Um, I missed, uh, when we go to the, when we go to the rocks, it was 346 yards on a, a zone, uh, steel target and then an ipsic at 729 now what i noticed is i dialed for the long target and held under for the close target and i ended up knowing that my um my holdover was not substantial but it was it was enough to be noticeable i think i think i wrote my dope down here um 1.23 was the uh, close target, which meant I was probably, I don't know, uh, two to three mils. Yeah, three mils, uh, maybe difference. So I held under um, three mils for the long, uh, for the close target and 
held straight up for the long target. And what I ended up needing was about three and a half mils. And I know if you talk to uh, Brandon Haywood, he'll tell you that there's optical shift at Altus for some odd reason. We can't figure it out. But anything past 600 yards on that old side up on the hill next to the clubhouse, you're always going to see about two to three tenths variation in your in your dope past 600 yards cannot figure it out i think it's just the way that the light hits that range optical um optical shift i don't know what it is but with my gun speeding up and that optical optical shift i think it was shifting me about a half mil um up close and closer to another half mil at distance so i ended up needing to hold under three and a half mils to four mils and i was getting my hits but obviously I didn't pick that up until I uh, was on the last rock. So I missed two off of the second rock and I uh, timed out on the fourth rock. I didn't get my shots off. So the two that I missed, I was at least able to pick that up and um, extrapolate what I needed to do. And then I just didn't get my, uh, my rounds off. So in fact, I actually missed four and uh, no, I missed two. That would put me at eight, and then I, I didn't get my last two off. Yeah, so I missed two. I ended up getting a six on that stage. But overall, um, it's a new round for me. It's a new scope for me. It's the Gen 2 Razer EBR7 uh, reticle. I had one on my 308, but I don't shoot my 308 a lot. I've been using my uh, my Strike Eagles for production and for NRL 22, PRS 22. So I'm not 100% um, used to this optic. So I'm just kind of feeling it out and, and seeing how I like it. Um, and so far I do. It's a little bit of a more of a pain to zero than my Strike Eagle. But then again, that's what, you know, really fine tuning your, your zero can do on an optic like this. Um, so I was having some mag issues, some pickup issues. I had some speed issues when I zeroed in the morning or when I chronoed in the morning, I was 2915. After the first five stages, I re-chronoed and was at 2937. And then at the end of the day, I chronoed five rounds, put them on steel at 515 on the plate rack and was at 2957. So sped up a decent amount nothing crazy i've talked to the owners of six gts that have done multiple rebarrels and they're talking about you know having 200 rounds on the barrel by the time this thing um, settles down into a nice flat shooter that isn't speeding up anymore so overall i only went up 42 feet a second which isn't a crazy amount after the first five stages i did readjust my uh, Kestrel to the new speed of 2937. I think what part of my issues with dope was is I didn't reconfirm what my uh, muzzle uh, uh, Cal MV was at 800 yards with once I readjusted. So my DSF was probably off. That's a bunch of word vomit for most of you, but if you're a shooter, you probably know what I'm talking about. And if you do know what I'm talking about and you think I did something wrong or you've got some input, please message me and, and tell me where I screwed up. If I should have just left it alone or if I should have um, just recal MV'd it after the fact and uh, 
figured out what my new DSF was for the gun at that speed. I'm going to take it back out to the range sometime with the leftover ammo that I've got from the match. And then I'm kind of pretty much going to do that. I'm also going to try and do a um, craft rifle target and see if I can see what I can do with the 6GT versus the 223. Um, so that's the match. Um, I took 15th overall. Um, I had 56 total points on the day. And then... Um, I was lucky enough to shoot well enough to earn the top military award um, or the top mil LE uh, place. So that was super cool. It's my second piece of hard. Well, technically it's my third piece of hardware um, from a center fire match last year. I was able to secure top military on Altus's finale, as well as the uh, series winner for military as well so that was super cool super humbled um it was really really cool and then to come out here for the first match at the at the range to be able to secure top mill again um even with what i thought was a lacking performance um was pretty cool and no i was not the only military guy shooting there was probably five or six others i can tell you right now let me bring that back up if i go here um total is six military shooters um military law enforcement shooters so it seemed to be some people's first match maybe based on scores um but we did have some brand new shooters out there so um if you guys find this podcast and you're going to be shooting at the altus uh altus matches hit me up we'll go out there we'll either train together we'll squad together or whatever and uh, if I can help give you some tips or tricks, uh, love to love to help you out and grow your uh, ability within the sport, passion within the sport. Um, I have a ton of fun doing it, and if I can help this be fun for you, I'd I'd, I'd love to. Um, that's basically all that I, I've got. Um, I know somebody's going to ask what I was shooting, so I'll go over it real quick while I'm looking at the rifle. I'm running a Falcor Defense Seven Action with a Bartline uh, 6GT barrel. I've got the Area 419 um, match bundle brake on it. I'm running a spur mount with the Vortex Gen 2 Razor, uh, 4.5-27 on there. I'm running um, the Timney Hit Trigger because they are a awesome sponsor of mine. Running the on this particular gun, I'm running the MPA Matrix and then a MDT bipod as well as an area. No, I already said area 419. I'm running the MK Machining uh, scope lever. I'm running a Hub City Outdoors dope card holder and I'm running internal weights and the matrix side rails for it as well and that's that's pretty much it that's on here um as far as uh the round that i'm shooting it's 105 burger hybrids um and 140 powder cci primers and alpha munitions brass um it's not their ocd stuff it's the original run but it seems to be doing the trick pretty damn well for me so that's awesome um yeah that's that's the gun. That's the hammer. Um, 
Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let me know if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, or if you want to hear something different on the show, or if you want to hear something cool, or you want to hear from somebody, let me know. I'm getting all of the mobile podcasting stuff up and running. I'm one, still trying to figure it out. Two, still waiting for parts to come in. They're sitting on a boat somewhere off the coast of LA. So I'm going to be trying when I go out to these matches, getting the match directors, getting the match winners off to the side and see if I can just chat with them for three to five minutes and then be able to throw this in here. Uh, Additionally, something really cool that is coming out of the Altus matches is they are giving a full custom rifle build away at the end of the season. They're giving it away at the finale, which you have to be present to win the details on how you enter to win the rifle will be announced when they figure out how they're going to do it. They do not have it set in stone how it will give be given away. It will be some type of raffle, so it will not be the series champion. It will be raffled off. I, they just don't have the criteria set in stone on how they're going to give it away. So they don't know if you have to shoot two matches, three matches, two matches plus the finale. There's no details on that yet. So stay tuned, check out the website, come out to a match. That's how I heard that they're giving a rifle away, but it's going to be all top-notch components. All of the work is being done by their in-house gunsmith, Earn, who is a fanatic. Um, Build some crazy, crazy accurate firearms. Um, He's built two of mine, and um, it'll shoot a quarter minute all day, if I do my part, yeah, like, but really, like, Earn builds some fantastic, fantastic firearms. So come out to the matches, be entered to win a fully built custom rifle. I don't know how you're going to be entered because they haven't released that information yet. I literally just got off the phone with them to confirm that before I put it out all over the podcast waves. So we're going to wrap this up. Come out to Altus. Shoot the matches. You can go to altusshootingsolutions.com, click on competitions, and then it's going to be long range rifle. And then you can see all of the match dates for the long range classic. Um, My name's Guy DeMarco. You can find me at another GD podcast on Instagram. You can find me at hotgdrod on Instagram. You can find me at guy.demarco on Facebook. My email is guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com if you want to send me a message or tell me I suck or whatever. But that's me. You can also find me on YouTube at Guy DeMarco on YouTube. You can see some random shit on there as well. But that's me. Hope you guys had a good time, and we'll see you later. Bing bong!